Welcome to episode five of the Doy Boys. You're here with our hosts, me, Joey, and Schmitty. the other and yeah. Schmitty. Yeah. And our guests are going to be Justin and Jorge. Yeah, <laughs> Jason. I'm Jason. It's Jason. And can't forget our uh, oh yeah, our phone guy, our Mr. Our fact, checker. fact Checker. Yeah, we got a fact checker. Johnny is in the house. <laughs> Say hi, Johnny. Hello. There we go. Okay, I think we're good to start. We're good to start. All right, let's get it. So, all right. Uh, so I have one one question. Right. Uh, apparently, you you had like this topic that you wanted to talk about, like with like, the whole witchcraft thing. Yeah. I don't know. Schmidt was telling me about it that you wanted to like talk about it. Yeah. What was your? Because I know you've been doing research on it, right? Yeah, I was like up. Like I think there was one day where I was up to like three a.m. just literally researching witchcraft. Started giving the heebie to the jeebies, <laughs> especially <laughs> in the middle of the night like that. Yeah, that's the time of the witch. I was yeah. like three a.m. literally. I was literally sitting there, and then by the end of it, I was kind of like looking around the room. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is kind of sketchy, but like witchcraft oftentimes, because it's like Satanism, right? Yeah. It's like Satan worship or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the time, it doesn't even have to do with, well, it does have to do with Satan, but inadvertently, because most people don't actually realize that it is, like most Satanists don't believe in Satan. Which I find weird. Because it's literally in the name. I don't find it weird at all. Well, because it's just a name. Well, exactly. Well, yeah, but it's a name words. after something, no? Well, think about it. If you, like, if you are going into warfare, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be amazing to make your enemy think that he doesn't exist? I mean, yeah. I mean, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So most people think Satan in Christianity is an enemy. So the best way to get people to follow you is to, because what Satanists believe is that it is self-empowerment, that it is about themselves. It is about um, kind of breaking free of social norms, of uh, typical Christian values. And that's what they want to break free of because they believe, you know, like, this is just me. This is how I am. You know, it's my primal instinct and uh, I'm going to follow it. It is about self. So uh, also when I was doing research, um, a big part of satanic like rituals, I guess you could say throughout all of history, pagan rituals, I should say. So the Egyptians... Um, in uh, Nordic cultures, so like the Vikings and uh, all these different cultures all around the world for thousands of years were using psychedelics because what psychedelics do oh, yeah. is they open the mind. They mm-hmm. they let you see things that you don't see normally. Yeah, that you don't see in your normal state of consciousness. So basically, you they open the third eye with yeah. With yeah. using psychedelics. It's a third eye. It's like it allows you, and I've experienced this myself, it allows you to see things you don't normally see. Like it, It's like almost if you're around somebody, you got to be very careful who you take these um, psychedelic drugs with because if you do it with the wrong person, it's, it almost allows you to see their true intentions. It like almost allows you to see who they truly are. It's very strange. And uh, it can actually be pretty nerve-wracking, and it can allow you to 
depending on what psychedelic you're doing, you can meet beings and they will take you to different places. And uh, like I met this one guy and he said he took a large amount of some kind of psychedelic. I don't remember, mm -hmm. but he said he went into this deep, like almost trans -like state. Yeah. And uh, there was a group of beings that came to him and they were like, he said they were like monkey like creatures. And they gave him a magic carpet. <laughs> and he hopped on the magic carpet. Monkeys and carpets? Yeah, bro. And he hopped on the carpet and he flew and they flew him to all the different parts of the world and allow him to see all these different cultures and stuff like that and how different people live. And it gives you a sense of oneness and it brings you back to, I feel like it gives you a strong sense of self, who you are. And uh, my personal belief is that it opens up a door to the spiritual realm. Because before you're about to die, your brain releases DMT, which is a strong, strong hallucinogen. I've heard of that. And there's lots of people that meet beings when they take DMT. So this is naturally created in your brain. It's naturally occurring. Or it, it's similar to DMT, at least. Yeah. So... Yeah, man, it's just crazy. They like, <laughs> there's these beings that will come to you and like show you all these different things. And uh, I was reading an interview with a Satanist who was talking about how um, they take these drugs and they try to um, break. It allows them to break free of the chains of, um, I guess, like like Christian culture, like mm -hmm. Western culture about these things that we have established, such as um, certain rules on how to live and how to be moral. And they don't believe it. Like, for example, being gay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that in Christian culture is looked down upon, but the way the world is going, it's becoming normalized mm -hmm. and they're trying to normalize it. And these psychedelics when they take them, it does it does something like that. It like it allows them to see their true self or or whatever. Okay. You also don't want to take random psychedelics with strangers just because they could be laced. Yeah. Option. I have a friend. He was up in BC. I guess he was just taking kind of a little bit of a vacation up in BC, just kind of chilling out. At the time, he well, he did a lot of drugs back in the day. Yeah. Well, not even back in the day. I could say it was a couple months ago. But there was a guy over there where he was having a party over there. And guy offered him, I believe he said it was BC Kush. Mm -hmm. But it was also laced with some stuff. And mm -hmm. needless to say, he got very high after not a lot of inhale, inhalation. <laughs> and uh, he actually almost OD'd. Oh, oh, damn. Yeah, he was unconscious for three days in the hospital. <laughs> three days? Yeah. Wow. See, I don't like I don't condone any drug usage, like nothing. Um, psychedelics, when it comes to psychedelics, I am it's very hard to OD on them. Yeah. And they're not necessarily dangerous and a lot of them are naturally occurring. Um, and I can't lie, I've had some very good experiences on them. Like enlightening experiences. Mm -hmm. It helped me to see a lot of faults in myself and how to work on them. Yeah, I've heard that well, like with uh, with shrooms and stuff like that, I've heard from people who have taken shrooms that like a bad trip is just the shrooms telling you every or showing you everything that you hate about yourself. 
Really? I, I've I, heard of that too. I've had bad trips, man, and uh, they're not fun. But at the end of it, in a weird way, you're glad you had it. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that these psychedelics do. And they're psychedelics. There's a lot of people that say they're self-regulating, which means so like it will almost tell you when you've had enough. It will tell yeah. you when to stop. Like uh, I, I, the last time I took acid, the acid told me that I didn't need to take acid. <laughs> and I haven't what? done it since. And it, it, it honestly it honestly scares me now to think about it. I never want to touch it again because I believe that the DNT being created in your brain and when you're about to die, how much is being released, those states that you go into, I believe that psychedelics open a spiritual door. Something that you can't normally access through your conscious brain in the state that it is. Yes. So when you take this, it brings you, it allows you to see things that would blow your mind. It's, it's crazy. And uh, I, I talked to a buddy who said he took DMT. And, um, you can take it itself? You smoke it. Really? Huh. Yeah, or, or vaporize it in a oh. sense. And he met beings. There was like, he said that there was groups of good beings and there's groups of bad beings. And the way that you can tell that they're good or bad is by their smile. So the way to expose them is that you have to get them to smile. And if you get them to smile and they show a regular set of teeth that you would see on any normal human being, they Mm -hmm. are a good being. Mm -hmm. But if you get them to smile and it's anything other than teeth, they are a bad being and they mean you harm. And he said that he came up to this one being and he got it to smile and it opened its mouth and it was full of like goop like just yeah. like sludge and when it smiled the sludge came out of its mouth engulfed its body and it whisked away and you like i guarantee you you're seeing eight like angels and demons you're you're in um, a i believe you you're in a whole different state of mind I went to hold like different dimensions, man. Do you know that you're there, or do you just okay, but feel like you're supposed to be where you are? My real question is, how do you know it's just not you're just? It's not just your imagination. I can prove that, okay. because there is groups of people that will take large amounts of a psychedelic called ayahuasca. I've heard of it. And they go, they go into these the, a jungle, and they'll take large amounts of ayahuasca, and a lot of these people will have the same trip. They will see the same things. Therefore, I don't think it is just something of the mind. Because if you have a vibe, you give off a certain type of energy. And whether you realize it or not, the people in the room and the people around you are taking in that energy. Whether it's good or bad. It's like, have you ever gone into a room and you can almost sense that there's like... Something, something not something feels off yeah, yeah something yeah, feels it's, off it's almost a human instinct because even even when you're in a room and your back's facing the door and someone like sneaks in you can almost you can always feel their presence even if you like you have nothing to back it up that there's someone in the room with you yeah other than you know their presence is there because you can sense it like people even say that they can sense when they're being watched yeah there was this old woman that lived i forget where she was living but i think it was british columbia i think i know the story you're talking about, <laughs> talking about that, that, that I, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're talking about the same thing. She was, she constantly called the cops. She's like, I feel like somebody's call, uh, watching me all the time. She's called and called and constantly found nothing. And eventually, 
Turns out there was, uh, I think it was a tiger? A cougar. Was, was it a cougar? A mountain lion. Just, just stared her down for the past couple of days. Just from outside. Yeah, and she, you though. could just sense it. Hmm. It's like I can sense shit looking at me. Before I forget, <laughs> you were talking about witchcraft and stuff like that. I just wanted to say there is an episode on the OPL podcast. It's Other People's Lives. The podcast I listen to quite a bit. Where they talk about witchcraft, or Satanism, sorry. Yeah. Uh, witchcraft, Satanism, all the same thing. I don't remember most of it, but I just figured you might like to take a look at it. So that's why I figured I'd bring it up. I'd definitely be interested in listening to it. I think you might actually like o- that. OPL? Yeah. OPL? Shout out OPL. Yeah. This is a crazy, ex- like, you know what? I'm going to have to double check this. So, Johnny, if you want to check this, I believe that virtual reality was around in the 1940s. What? I could Wait, be wrong, like, and I would have to double check this. Johnny's typing. Yeah, you have to check it. So there's this conspiracy. 1968. 1968. Yeah. 1968. Even then, even that is crazy that they had virtual reality. They have, they've had technology, and they've had it hidden away from the public long time i guarantee you they have technology right now that you would never even dream of and so the conspiracy goes that there's these group of elites and that when it really comes down to it there's a very there's a a a group of people very powerful people that follow um like satanism or like they they worship these idols and the conspiracy goes that there's these people that will, this group of elites that will take large amounts of psychedelics and sometimes even go to the point of stopping their hearts so that their brain releases the DMT. And I've gone, no, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole right away. So basically what happens <laughs> is their mind goes into this state where they go and meet these beings and these, these beings will actually give them technology in exchange for doing their bidding. I wonder if that has anything to do with like the Freemason conspiracies. Yeah, and stuff like that. it's all tied in. You heard about the uh, Denver airport? The airport in Denver? The yeah, was, I have like, heard about that. Illuminati mm-hmm. HQ underneath or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, apparently construction workers came out talking about it and stuff like that. It went $2 billion over budget. With a B. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so Billions. that's already crazy in no, that's, itself. That's... There's something else going on there then. Mm-hmm. And they said that they, uh, well, the construction workers came out and said that they were building, like, basically multi-level buildings underground underneath there. And, it would, and the conspiracy is basically that it's like a, uh, I guess like a doomsday bunker. Uh-huh. Because when there was some, there was talk back when Barack Obama was in president still, there was talk about a uh, asteroid coming and hitting Earth. And during the time that it was supposed to hit Earth, Barack Obama was at that airport. And so was a bunch of other famous people. So there's a lot of conspiracy so thinking that yeah, there's a lot of well, people thinking that it's like a uh, like a doomsday bunker. There are actual websites where people have built these massive bunkers underground, and they literally are selling off the rooms in advance. It's like it's like an apartment, but you buy it for something happens. Yeah. You come there. There's enough food to last like a bunch of generations, and you just like I remember the price was like a million or something a room. So it's like you're only going to get in there if you're rich, and people people own those rooms underground, ready for doomsday if it ever yep, came down to that. that. But yeah, it's yep. like, I found the website. I looked around on it, and they were advertising their rooms, and it was wow. all for sale. 
You know what makes me really, really mad? What? The fact that there's so many of these conspiracies, and I'm I'm not saying all of them are true because a lot of them are just crap. Like yeah. they are obviously just a bunch of paranoid people sitting in their basements with their tinfoil hats, you know, <laughs> tripping about that the aliens are going to come and abduct them and do surgery and whatnot. <laughs> but there's so many experience it's conspiracies that have so much fact behind them. But there's one inconsistency, one tiny inconsistency, and because of that inconsistency, it's no longer fact, it is conspiracy. And so then everybody and then everyone, because of that one inconsistency, throw away all the other facts, and it's just labeled as a conspiracy, and nobody does anything about it. Can we give us an example? Uh that's very hard to do off the top of my head. But that's why they're called conspiracies. Dude, like the fluoride conspiracy, for example, that could be an example. The fact that they're putting fluoride in our water and and toothpaste toothpaste, and they're medicating the entire population to make them more subservient to the government. Didn't Mm -hmm. we talk about that in episode two? Yeah, Yeah, we we did. But But it's still something that's real. They put fluoride in the water. It does calcify, um, I think, the penile gland. I don't know if I pronounced that right, in the brain, which is uh, a very important part of being conscious isn't the penile gland what people consider the third eye yeah 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 it's like your yeah yeah it's like (laughs) it's like your third eye and uh uh it's very important to the human body because it um apparently it just it's what makes you aware of your reality well if you can numb that then you got a bunch of mindless droids walking around doing exactly work to just a bunch of uh, ants in your colony, pretty much. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen pictures of people <clears throat> working with fluoride? No. They are wearing the most insane hazmat suits you could ever imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's in your water, it's in your toothpaste. like. And so the fluoride is there. It is toxic. But they say it's only toxic at certain levels. So, um, but consistent small levels yeah, would also do levels. damage. So the conspiracy or like the, the facts are there, but then when you tie the government into it or whatever, then everyone's just like, oh, you're just a crazy nut. I could also say that consistent small doses would also probably build an immunity to it as well. Yeah, that too. But I, I don't see similar them with like weed and stuff like that. The more you smoke weed, the less potent it feels to you, right? But it still is doing something to your body. That's true. Because when I was smoking a lot, um, I went through a point where I didn't eat for like two days, two and a half days, where I wasn't eating. My stomach, I just didn't feel hungry. It was messing with my stomach so bad. And I was smoking a lot. Like a lot. So... It's like, even though you build a tolerance to it, I guess you could say, it's, it's still, still affecting you. Yeah. It still messes you up. Yeah, especially if you have like anxiety and stuff like that. I've noticed because uh, my wife, she has a lot of anxiety. And, well, we used to smoke quite a bit too. But we've slowed down a lot because we notice that the, the more she smokes, the worse the next day is. Like with her anxiety and stuff like that. Like small, mm. little small amounts that doesn't do anything. It actually makes it better. But with large amounts where you're like to the point where you're just, you know, you're just tripping. And that is just not good. 
You know, I've actually found, um, so I was hanging out with this, uh, I guess you could call him a hippie. <laughs> and he said he wasn't, he was trying not to smoke. And I was like, really? I thought you smoked a lot. Like, what? why are you not smoking? He's like, he said that it was being, like, it was really hitting his, uh, like, it was really bad for his health. Like, he yeah. was, he was having a very hard time with his health. And he said he was, like, looking into it a lot. And he says that THC is actually very hard on the nerves. It can be very tough on the nerves. And so, you know, that could be a problem. You yeah, know, if, if your nervous system is out of whack, I could see how that would definitely give somebody a lot of anxiety. Oh, yeah. And I guess that's the same thing with, like, paranoid people, right? If you're a very paranoid person, you hear it a lot. People who smoke weed and then all of a sudden they're crazy paranoid and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And they never smoke again. Like yeah. If you're a paranoid person and you smoke weed, you're just going to be more paranoid. It just amplifies your emotion at the time, right? Dude, I'm a, like a really paranoid person. And I've had, <laughs> I mean, I've, I wonder why. I've, what do you mean? I've been a paranoid person since I was a very, very little kid. It doesn't help that you stay up till 3 looking at Twitch or witchcraft. But I've, I've always learned, like, all the time, like, all the time since a very little kid. Like, I can't even, like, I was... Since I can remember, I was terrified of the world ending. Like, every single time there would be a storm, I would, like, sit outside and I would be waiting. Because I don't know if you read Revelation, but it mentions the seven-headed beast. Mm -hmm. I would sit there and wait for that thing to come out of the ocean and just murder everybody. Really? Oh. Yeah, I was tripping. And I was told as a kid that um, the, world, the end of the world will happen when nobody is expecting it. Nobody will be expecting the end of the world to come. And because uh, it said, because in the Bible it says he will come as a thief in the night. Mm -hmm. So nobody's ready for it. <laughs> and uh, I made it my mission as like a little <laughs> five-year-old kid. To just know. To every single day think about the end of the world so that it wouldn't happen in my lifetime. So I wouldn't have to see the people around me die. I literally thought the exact same thing. Thing. Yeah, same here. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> me out, dude. And like, I was always afraid of somebody murdering me. Like I could never be alone. Like I was a severely paranoid kid and it kind of just stuck with me. It's not as severe now. Like a lot of that is, uh, uh, like I was never afraid of like monsters really. Mm, I was always same. afraid of people. You know, most kids are afraid of the monster in their closet. I was afraid of people. And, well, and demons. Demons scare the crap out of me. <laughs> and to this day. So I guess, so it, I guess if you don't believe in spirituality, then I guess a demon is a monster, right? Yeah. But yeah, I, technically. I very strongly believe in it, especially with the experiences that I've had. I just, I don't know. I don't like to mess with, with uh, something that's going to make me more susceptible to <laughs> bad energies bad spirits getting into my life and uh back to the witchcraft thing and that's 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 what it is that's yeah. exactly what it is it's bringing you into a state where you're closer with those types of forces those types of energies like i was um i had a bad trip and uh my body like me my personality who i am as a person the person you're talking to right now was not in my body I was out of my body. So it was an out-of-body experience, uh, as I they know, would say. Like, it's, I think somebody could, 
I don't know if you could call it an ego death. I think that's what they call it in uh, psychedelic terms. Yeah. But I was brought into a place where the world, where I could just see the world. And everybody was going about their day. I was doing my own thing. Everybody was just living their life. And uh, then everything froze. And then I was ripped from everything that felt good. All love. All connection. Like, literally everything that somebody would, hold, like, put value onto mm-hmm. in life. I was ripped away from it. I was completely isolated. And I was stuck in a loop where I was thinking and like where I was saying and doing the same thing over and over and over again. And I couldn't stop. And in my head, I just kept thinking about how bad it was. I was just like, this is hell. This is hell. And I was just stuck just always. And I went through these series of dreams where these things were happening, these different dimensions and worlds. And it was, I don't even remember most of them, but then I just woke up on the couch and my buddy was like trying to talk to me and his sister was there and they were trying to talk to me and uh, I wasn't talking to them because I thought they were fake. <laughs> I, 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 I thought I was in purgatory, I guess you could say. I okay. thought I was in a waiting room between heaven and hell. Yeah. I was just there and I wasn't talking to any of them. And then all of a sudden I go into uh, this room and I ended up touching one of them and I realized they were real. And I was just like... <laughs> bro, you're real. And he was just like, of course I'm real. And I was like, dude, I just, my mind, I was so happy. I gave him a hug. I was just like, I'm not dead. And I asked him, I was like, bro, I must've been passed out for hours. Cause I took, took this way earlier in the day, like a little past noon. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I think it was almost midnight. And, uh, I asked him, I was like, dude, how long was I passed out for? He was like, dude, you were sleeping for like 20 minutes. Oh, he said I was going around doing a bunch of crazy stuff, like mumbling, just being insane. And I don't remember any of it. He says I was awake, but I wasn't me. And my, like who I am was in a whole different place. It reminds and, me of, uh, well, it kind of reminds me of going back towards more like the end of the world. Like you kind of always thought it was going to happen when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, Remember this one time I was I was dirt biking with my cousin and uh, my uncle, I was four wheeler riding and just going around the farm like we did, and I had done one little turn, and I looked back at both of them because they were both like supposedly right beside me and they were gone. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't hear their four wheelers. They were like right with me. All of a sudden they were gone, and I don't know if you like if you're familiar. Well, obviously you're all familiar with the rapture. Yeah. Like uh, I was taught like as a kid like. All the Christians are going to get beamed up and when it's time to go. And, you thought and you were I was probably like, I want to say 12, 13. And I was like, I'm on earth. Well, so I remember, <laughs> oh, that doesn't even end there. I remember I ran, ran to my house. Or I drove to my house because I was freaked out. I didn't know where my uncle and my cousin went. My door's locked. My house, my, like the house is never locked. I started like pounding on the door. I'm freaking out. All the lights are off. All of a sudden my dad comes to the door, opens the door and just like seeing another human being was just like the most relieving <laughs> feeling. Like, remember I was just tears in my eyes telling him what I, what had happened. And I like, see that type of stuff. That's scary, man. In, in a sense, I can see how telling a really young kid that can really mess with their heads. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, uh, but I think it's real. I believe it's real. I very much hundred percent believe it's real because of the things that I've experienced. And, uh, 
I don't like to mess with that stuff. Like, like, like psychedelics, crystals. Um, wh- what is it called? That the the horoscopes. Um, oh, yeah, the people that for your astrology sign and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Your zodiac signs and Ast- all that. Astrology and uh, certain types of meditation, things like that. It all ties into Wicca. It all ties into Wicca as a form of witchcraft. It all mm-hmm. ties into Satanism, and it's very evident in culture. Like, it is so unbelievably clear, but people don't realize it. It is in rock music especially. You see the pentagrams. You see the goats. And uh, something that I found very interesting, when I was doing research into witchcraft, I can't talk too much about it because I would have to research a lot more. Because yeah. obviously there's a lot of gaps in, in what I'm saying to be 100% accurate. But uh, I was doing research and I found that um, David Bowie, I think everybody knows who mm-hmm. David Bowie is, very famous rock star. Anyway, he started getting into witchcraft. He started doing a bunch of drugs, started flying off the wall, writing pentagrams, protective pentagrams all over his wall, and um, just going nuts uh, about... um, And he had, like, I believe... Johnny, could you uh, check this? But I believe um, he started being very curious when it came to Jeffrey Dahmer. I could a famous serial killer. I think he uh, started a cult. Am I right? Uh, is it Jeffrey Dahmer? Uh, I believe so. I don't know if he started a cult. I don't know. He was the one that, that like. I'm not sure about the serial killer. He was just a serial killer. No, yeah. I'm thinking of somebody else. Um, the cult Zodiac killer. No, not the Zodiac killer. Did you watch the movie? Massacre? Charles Manson. <laughs> That's who it is. Oh, I've heard of him. Yeah, he was uh, starting to um, be very interested in Charles Manson. And he actually went to, I think, a hotel where Charles Manson was. And I think he murdered people there. Ooh. And uh, this would all have to be fact-checked. I can't say this for sure because my brain is a little bit foggy with this. Once, once again, we've said it before. Do your own research. Don't take anything we have to say because, you know, we don't want to get... Unless it's a personal experience. Uh, obviously. But, truth. Uh, so, I found this very interesting that he went to this hotel. Specifically because when I was doing research into something called Wicca, which is witchcraft, um, it is a popular thing to go to the site of something, of somewhere where something really bad happened. Either it was a rape or a murder or something really dark because they believe that there is a certain energy that yeah, surrounds that place. It just and they, stays they, there haunted forever. Haunted houses and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Haunted houses, mm-hmm. things like that. Yep. So they, they like to go to these places. And so when when I found out that David Bowie was getting really into this witchcraft stuff when I was um, researching this and the fact that he went to this hotel, I don't know if I'm like creating connections that are not really there, but to me it was like, it it struck me as odd. And I know this type of stuff happens all the pop culture, like when you see them wearing the the weird horned uh, costumes, or Chirpy red, yeah, double red's hair. And and there's the video of Juice World when he's um, doing that one ritual. They claim that's part of a music video, but that's just yeah. You said David Bowie was uh, fascinated by Charles Manson. It's not just him. It was a lot of it was Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne. A lot of people, Nine Inch Nails. 
a lot of those old music has a lot of stuff about Charles Manson and stuff. Well, they used to be all interested in it. You could bring another connection of uh, how you were saying before how there's like you know all the rich and high and mighty and stuff like that, and how they all form a group and all that kind of stuff. You could almost build a little connection between what what you were talking about just now with David Bowie and different rock stars, and then connect that with that kind of stuff. You could connect it with rappers, pop stars, politicians, the Bohemian Grove, like literally, like like business owners. There's like a whole like group of these people that worship Satan, that worship Baal, that were like, and they use, they use these psychedelics, they do these rituals, and I guarantee you there's stuff that they do that is so twisted that it would probably send you to an insane asylum if you found out about it. People, people think that that's the reason they become so popular. It's like so fast that they just, they do all these different types of things, kind of like, um, Selling their soul. Yeah, literally yeah. selling your soul. Is a lot of rappers talk about that. Lots of rappers. Like, I know Eminem has admitted to it in many of his songs. Like, Dude, there's rock <laughs> bands. I have heard that there's rock bands that will take their records, and before they release their <laughs> record, they want a blessing. I guess, I guess you could say a blessing, in a sense, from Satan. They do like a... Like a I've heard of that. Like a... <laughs> like a ritual around this album to bless this album so that it goes popular, that it becomes mm-hmm. famous. And I think it is especially prominent in the music industry because Satan in the Bible was the angel in charge of music. Yep. He was musically gifted, yeah. Yeah, he was. He created like so, the most beautiful music out there. That is the one thing that connects this world is music. And it trips me out too. If you really, if you really think about it, what's like literally, no matter what culture, what type of people, there's always music involved. It has been Since, affecting my music choices yeah. just by researching this witchcraft stuff. I've been careful. I, I hardly listen to rap anymore. Right. I don't like all the messages that are there, and it it actually makes me really mad how they're talking about. You know what? I can understand if it's a rapper's life story of where they came from. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, but don't make that the like the point of your music. If you make your music all about drugs, all about um, robbing people, all about shooting these people and women. selling drugs and women and and you know what? And then how they got rich and how their life around life revolves around money and cars and all these material things. All these kids that listen to it, I got like a like a 10 year old cousin who's listening to this stuff and it's all that's in his playlist. This is being influenced to them. You know what I mean? No, there's some scary stuff in the music because like they can put messages in there and like they can make it look symbolic in a way that you're not going to catch it on your first listen. But the more you listen to it, the more you realize there's some, like there's some evil stuff in this music and I've I've had to cut through my music too. Yeah. And I've, some of the artists don't even try to um, hide it. Like, oh, no. you know, ACDC? Yeah. Literally one of their most popular songs, Highway to Hell. Like, it's... it's. Well, that's most rock bands, dude. If you, well, listen, yeah, if you but... pay attention to rock, it gets very dark. Oh, yeah. It gets, like, a uh, very popular band. Um, uh, what are they called? They wear the crazy uh, masks and stuff Slipknot. like that. Slipknot. Oh, yeah. yeah At their know. concerts, they'll even spray, like, fake blood into the crowds. And uh, it's 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 so dark, and I just I don't understand. It's like 
people these days because music is a frequency. And yep. like how we said, everything gives off a vibe. Mm-hmm. Music does that too. If you listen to like EDM music, it can amp you up, bro. Like you're sitting in your car, you listen to EDM, you're just like, yeah, oh, I want to rave. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. And it's like all music does that. And so it like it can even change the way your brain operates bro like it's insane what music can do and if you're listening to this stuff in a sense all words are spells words music it's like a spell that can change you and if you constantly take this in you will i okay it'll so change for, you slowly without you even realizing it yeah subconsciously basically i actually saw a study where they uh they tested what music how music affects water Oh yeah. yeah, and the, I guess the molecular structure of water, and they tested like rap. Sorry, I just okay. tapped the table. They tested rap music and all that kind of music, and I guess I can't say exactly what it was, so don't take my word for fact. But I think it was like the more like you know rock and like with with a specific tune in it, anyways, like rock and rap and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. When you looked at the molecular structure of water, it was just jumbled up, like it was just garbage. And then when you listen to it next to like I guess you could say peaceful music or whatever you want to call yeah. it, I guess. And it formed like beautiful, like crystalline structures looking like, like snowflakes pretty much. I think they did a study where they played like, uh, I think it was like really heavy metal, like screamo mm-hmm. beside a tree, the same side for a long time. All yep. the roots went to the opposite side of the tree and the tree died. Always <laughs> oh, terrible. No, I actually saw a different study where there was, uh, there was a person, it was just after TikTok, so I, don't know how, you know, accurate it is how accurate it was. It's like right. Facebook stuff. But they said that they had two different plants. They had one plant in the separate room, like they had the same type of atmosphere. It was both warm, you know, perfect growing atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And the one plant every morning they would walk up to it and they would just say negative things to it all the time. Yeah. And the other plant they would just say positive things to it. The negative, the one that you said negative things to, it died. Like well, actually, I saw that too. Yeah. yeah. And the one with positive things, like. That's because literally energy coming off of us all the time. That's because what you say is literally, like I said before, it's a spell. We live in a world, like the spiritual world, there's different realms. There's different, I guess you could say dimensions, if I I don't have a better word to explain it. That is living in the multiverse. Yeah, that is, (laughs) uh, I don't know if the multiverse... (laughs) I don't, I don't know. Shout I, you know, I think the multiverse is sick. I love the idea of it. I don't think it's real, but, no, but um, it's in cool. a sense of what, what you were talking about. It, yeah, according to realms and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, it doesn't necessarily because I believe there's a spiritual realm and then there's like there's our realm. Yes, and uh, you know, there's things that we do that cross over. And words is a big one where it affects somebody in a way that you don't even realize. You say something negative to somebody, you know, in your mind, it's just like, oh, whatever. But to them, it could make a, it could be a huge deal. Be life altering if you keep it for years. That's because what you say is literally a spell. When you write out something, what do, what do they call it? Spelling? Yeah. Spelling. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I never. Okay. 
I see why I never that. even thought about that. That's oh, crazy. What? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like you cast a spell. Spelling. Because you can influence people. Why do you think there's influencers? Why do you think there's motivational speakers? And they make you feel a certain way. You listen to a motivational speaker. Right <laughs> yeah, you make them. There's a motivational speaker who makes you feel a certain way. That's because their words are affecting you. They are altering your life. It is changing how you live, how you see things. It is a spell. And it can be the same with negative things, or, and which is very prominent in music, especially if you attach a certain frequency, a certain tune to it, and makes it all that more stronger. Yeah. Because you're not constantly, like, you listen to music because you love the way it sounds. Like, yeah. the, the, like there's the instruments, and then there's, like, there's the it's whole... The feeling that... It, the, yeah, the beat, the words... And you're taking it all in, and it's, in a sense, a lot more addictive than just regular conversation, mm -hmm. because they add that extra element to it, which makes it that more addictive, and uh, yeah, it just can affect you so strongly, and that's why I've been so careful with my music choices, because, like, I listen to country, like, I listen to country music, you know, and uh, where they mention... Like, where they're mentioning... Like, I listen to a country song, and it just makes me want a beer. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> want a beer. <laughs> or, um... Because I went through a phase where I wanted to be a rapper, because I would say that I'm pretty decent at times at freestyling. I've, I can just... I can second that. The table's yours. The table. <laughs> right now. I'm gonna... Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna embarrass myself on this podcast, but... That's the whole point. It's no, okay, but man. I went through this phase where I wanted to be a rapper and I listened to all these rappers and they're all like doing these drugs and doing all these bad things. So I was like, you know what? Like, I feel like I need to kind of immerse myself into their world to kind of see their perspective on how things go. And I was already smoking weed and doing things before that. Smoking weed, drinking, whatever. And once I started to want to do this, find myself a lot more wanting to try all these other things and it really messed me up and this stuff influences kids it influences because a kid's mind is always searching because they don't know what they want to do they're curious of the world they, they mm -hmm. don't know exactly how all things everything works so you know if what they want to do is become a rapper and they're seeing all the other rappers doing this that's what they want to do because that's what they think is cool that that's yeah. I was gonna say before. It's affecting our the newer generations because with all these younger kids, you know, they're they're getting iPhones or they're they have the access to the internet, right? So basically they they're seeing all these rappers and they want to become like them. So they start rebelling against their parents and, and wanting to get into all, all these different things. And it's really I feel like it's really destroying the future generations to come. Well uh, when Juice WRLD finally met up with Future for the first time. He like told him, "You were the reason that I got into drugs." Mm -hmm. Like he didn't really mean it in a negative way, but like listening to Future's music as a kid, he got into some stuff. Now he has addictions, and he's also dealing with it. And I remember Future like apologized for it, and like it kind of shows you like what you sing about and what people listen to. It can really affect people who are listening. But I also feel like there's a way to get around that. 
Like, I feel like there's a way to stop that from happening. Yeah. Well, it's not like, if you listen to a song, like, you can kind of get the perspective, even if it's not the greatest song. Mm-hmm. Like, you can kind of see what the artist is, like, you can almost feel what the artist is feeling, and, you know, you can kind of uh, dive into their world, so to speak. And I find that very interesting. That's why I like, I like a diverse amount of music. I've had somebody go through my playlist and be like, yo, you got, like, heavy metal, and then it goes to Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen to everything, dude. I'll have days where I'm just like, yeah, Beethoven is where it's at, man. Facts. Classical music. I'm just sitting there and I'm like in a zone. <laughs> yep. And music is a beautiful thing, but it can also be a very dangerous thing because yeah. it affects you like a drug. Well, Literally like a drug. It's just yeah. like what they say. The more people tell you some, or the more people tell you something about yourself, the more you become that person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the more you hang around certain people, the more you act like those people. It's like you are, they say you are your friends. That is true. Group of bad apples, man. I've your seen this in a grocery apples. store. Worked in a grocery store. I walked out. Like uh, there was one day, I walk out into the aisles, and I um, I always had to search for like rotten fruits, bad fruits. I had to pull them off the tables. And I found this one bag of apples, and it had like one in it that didn't look the greatest. I was just like, but all the other apples are good. It's fine. So I was like, I'll put it back on the table. Maybe somebody's going to grab it. Put it back on the table. The next day I come out, that same bag was disgusting. Oh. It would spread to the all, all the other apples. It was just, it was really nasty and I had to pull the whole thing. That's exactly what happens. That's literally the saying it. That's the energies. That's the energies that people give off. It's the feelings. It's the... Like, the vibe that you get off somebody else, you know? Mm-hmm. You take in the good and the bad from the people around you. Because every not everyone's good. And so you're going to, like, you're going to take in yeah. aspects of the people around you. That's why um, I feel like, being, especially in public, being positive can really change people's lives. Like, if somebody's having a bad day, and all of a sudden you're just walking by, you don't know the person, you just say hi start a conversation with them, it can completely change their day. You know what's whack? So I would drive to work. And every single day when I would drive to work, there would be this one lady on the road that I would drive on who would always jog. Every single day, she'd wave at me. Oh, <laughs> Same lady every single day. I don't know why, but it made me so happy. I was just like, man, that's awesome. You know, I just drive by and this lady waves at me and it just made my day better. It was like something so minuscule, but it just made my day better. And that's what I'm saying. Like it's just the smallest little things can completely change people's lives or just, just their day in general. It'd just be because nice. There was this one story, this one guy who wrote a letter before he, uh, uh, he was, he lived in San Francisco, right? Yeah. And he was, he walked from his house to, um, to, a, to, to the bridge. The Golden Gate Bridge. Golden Gate the Bridge. Jump. Yeah. And hopefully not to jump. To jump. Oh, was <laughs> it jump? was the yeah. jump. Oh, no. And he said, <laughs> no. I didn't just say that. I didn't expect it, bro. Yeah, and he wrote a letter, and the letter said, If one person stops me to say hi, I will not jump. And he walked, I think it was like five miles. And by the time he got to the bridge, he jumped because nobody said hi. Literally saying hi to one person can literally change their lives. Yeah, it's like there was something that somebody told me. I don't remember who it was that told me this, but they said that you never know when somebody needs you to be at your best. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, it, it makes me really angry when I'm, like, driving on the road or, like, walking and I wave at somebody and they don't wave back. <laughs> it's just like, you douchebag. <laughs> I have that pet peeve at drive throughs Every single time I've done my order, I say thank you. And if they don't say you're welcome the second I drive off, freaking prick. Yeah. <laughs> this person, I can second that. This person's horrific. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, maybe... Uh, Maybe that person's just having a day and you saying thank you, you know, could change it. Yeah, who knows? Maybe that's something that they appreciated and they didn't know how to respond to it. But if you are that person, say you're you, welcome. You just, just say, say you're welcome. welcome. You wave back. Voice on the intercom. Say you're welcome. Man. Just, just do it, man. <laughs> yeah, it'll make my day better. <laughs> I've had a few of them that did say you're welcome. And every time they do, I look at whoever my passenger is and I'm just like, that's mm. Think about it. <laughs> makes your day awesome. better. Makes your day better. Makes the people that you're around makes their day better mm -hmm. makes everybody's day better it's like a whole cycle man everything is connected like literally everything is connected because you're made out of matter a rock yeah. is also made out of matter mm -hmm. you're made out of the what was it the atmosphere around you is made out of the pretty much the exact same atoms that you're made out of like everything the exact is. same uh, materials that you're made out of like hydrogen and oxygen carbon. and carbon and there's one other one that i don't remember but it was like those are the top four elements inside hydrogen? of you. It might have been yeah. hydrogen. Because I know oxygen, uh, you know, H2O, it's water. We're made out of water. Hydrogen and oxygen. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hydrogen. <laughs> Anyways, those same, those same, uh, you know, those same atoms. Atoms, all yeah. Molecules or It's the same things. stuff that pretty much everything else is made out of. Yeah. Well, our atoms are significantly similar to that of a banana. Oh yeah, we're. I think I've we're that. Guys, we're bananas. <laughs> our DNA is like over ninety percent banana. Like uh, like the equivalent to a banana. Like uh, our DNA is stupidly similar to a banana. <laughs> wow. I think it's even closer than a monkey's. In terms of dudes, <laughs> that makes sense. Females, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 60, yo, Johnny just hit us. Johnny just hit us up with the sixty percent. So we with the bananas. Oh, with the, the bananas. bananas. Okay, so we're like sixty percent banana people. But that's, that's still, still a lot of. That's still a lot. Of quite you a bit. enjoy bananas, like. Come on, man. Like it <laughs> cannibalism. That's sixty percent cannibalism. But it's crazy to realize, like your walk. Okay, just literally, if you take a walk outside, you see a tree, you see a bird, you see a car, you mm -hmm. see a rock. You see the dirt, the grass, everything is connected because everything is virtually made out of the exact same thing as you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Except you are specific. Whoa! Making that voice back. <laughs> <laughs> Except you are like specifically engineered, like your molecules are specifically engineered to be you. Yeah. And you have a soul. Yeah, something that not everything else has. A study true. has been found about the soul as well. Oh no! Oh, I heard. I think I know exactly People what you're gonna say. People a body before it died, yep. and they weighed it after, and it was a couple. It was I want to say twenty grams. That's yep. how much was just randomly gone. There was no nothing. I don't like, think it was just one person that they weighed. Right? Oh, there it was, was like a, a that they consistent weighed. number, and it was like nothing had left the body yet, like no fluids or anything, no sweat. It was the like this number, and they like there's a soul. It weighs something in you. You have a soul. You can't, it's you can't argue it. Obviously, See? it's physical if yeah. it weighs something. Exactly. I uh, Isn't that crazy. Uh -oh. I don't know if I necessarily. I believe in a soul 100. percent I don't know necessarily agree. <laughs> she was already getting pissed. I don't know. I don't know if I can 100 percent agree with the fact that it can be uh, 
So I think it's spiritual. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it could be another aspect. I think that that I, I, I heard that experiment. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very interesting, yeah. but also you got to be skeptical. Like, like skepticism is great. Mm-hmm. It allows room for question and it allows room for answers because without skepticism, we get no answers because uh-huh. if there's no, like, you know, why? You ask the question why though. So, you know what I mean? Like if nobody has gone into more depth of this, then we don't really know. I'm kind of sure. with I'm kind of with Joey on this one. I'm not exactly sure if a soul can actually weigh something. Yeah, but <laughs> I it's mean, just, if it's it's in there, right? It's, it's in your body. It's interesting. It's 100 percent interesting. But also, your body <laughs> when it when it when your body dies, there's things that have to be released. You know, yeah, I, I guarantee. Like you know, you exhale. It, it literally could be anything. The yeah. guy who did that experiment, no one else has ever proved it. And this guy also got his hands on 15 dying dogs, apparently, and did the same thing. So who knows if he was insane or not. Probably not. Oh, that's true. Thanks, Johnny. Like, Take everything with a grain of salt. It's a cool, it's a cool theory. Well, you know what? I uh, kind of want to move into a new topic or something that I've been thinking about, actually, pretty recently. Oh. Is uh, I don't like to have... Okay, I'm gonna just dive into it. Go for it. I've Let's been seeing, I've been seeing what's happening with with Afghanistan re- recently, mm-hmm. and it's very much upsetting me. Where um, they're taking the troops out, and how the Afghanistan government is um, stepping down. They're not fighting, and the Taliban is just taking over. And didn't the Taliban already take over all of it? Yeah, they did. Yeah. The Taliban took over everything, and it it honestly it breaks my heart to watch that type of stuff. It makes me really sad. And it makes me think about how I'm living. Like, I look around, and it's just like, man, I hop in my car. I go buy my gas. I don't have to worry about anybody shooting me no matter mm-hmm. where I go. I have freedom to go wherever I want. Well, I mean, what neighborhood you go into, but yeah. I mean, it's debatable, especially what's happening with our own government here in Canada. You know, yeah. um, we got some upsetting things happening over here. But it's nowhere near what's going on in Afghanistan. No. And honestly... I don't know if I should say this, but it almost makes me upset to be as privileged as I am. No, it's uh, it's understandable why you would be upset because we're all supposed to be equal, and then there's other people that aren't being treated as equal as what you are being treated, right? Yeah, and, and that's nobody's... upsetting to feel that other people are feeling that way, and you're like, dude, there's other people that are not being treated well, and there's obviously people that can help them, but nobody does, you know? Yeah, it, it's 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 mind blowing that they're even. That they're even taking these forces out. Like, there's these families. Like, you know what? Put a re- religion aside. You put religion aside. You put feelings aside. These are people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They feel things. Even if you don't agree with a lot of the things they agree with, they have feelings. They they want, you know, not all Muslims. There's a lot of people that have this idea that all Muslims are terrorists. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? That's a horrible like that's a horrible stance to have because they're not, you know, they're not all it's that racist people. in a way. Even it, it, the actual not, not in a way. It is racist. <laughs> you know what I meant. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess it's not racist because, like, Islam is not necessarily a race; it's a religion. So, I so I mean, in that. kind of like stereotype. It's discriminatory. Yeah, but the fact that like what the Taliban is doing goes actually against the Islam faith, like. Even the Muslim people are saying this goes against our faith, what they're doing. 
like killing children and uh, selling children to grown men to do atrocities too, you know? And, and you know what disgusts me the most? When I'm scrolling through TikTok and I see these videos of like the Taliban jumping on trampolines or like having a good time playing around in the gym. Yeah. Because the media is trying to portray them as just like they're having fun. They're not bad people. And you just, you scroll through the comments and they're just like, oh, the, I could hang out with these people. Like these guys seem like <laughs> cool down to earth people. Like, No, they'll tear the skin like, off your body. They're, they're portraying the Taliban as just normal, nice people, even though they're, they're like behind the screens, like screens off what they're doing over there. It's, it's you, you could never say that you support that. You know what? I, I don't even, I don't even want to like, I don't even want to be um, like non-explicit about this. You know, they will torture kids, they'll yeah. rape kids. You know what I mean? They will slaughter families. Like they'll they'll kill kids right in front of their parents' eyes, mm-hmm. or the parents in front of the kids' eyes. These people are horrific, and if you don't follow their religion, they will kill you. Yeah. And the fact that they take the troops out of you know there's so many of those people that are just like take the troops out of Afghanistan. You know, peace. Mm-hmm. You know, let the people like uh, they've had our help long enough. Or well, the thing is, is that. What Joe Biden was saying, anyways, I saw an interview from him. He said that they trained over 300,000 Afghani soldiers already. And there's only supposed to be 75,000 Taliban. And the reason he's pulling them out is because, like, they have 3,000 Afghani soldiers. They should be able to do it on their own. And that's what he said. That's the whole military back down. Yeah. The whole Afghanistan military back down. The president fled the country, even though he should have been leading it. And there's a lot of stuff going on over there that's just. Yeah. You know what makes the world go round? Money. I guarantee you, if you go real, real deep, if you dive real, real deep into this, it all comes down to money. I well, I heard it. a conspiracy about um, where's the place that has all the oil? That's Iraq and Afghan, right? That's pretty yeah, much right. Iraq, I believe. Yeah, I heard that like when the war started and stuff like that. Well, there was a conspiracy about it that it was never about them and their religion and stuff like that. Like America started the war to steal their oil. That's what I heard anyways. Just off a of conspiracy, so I don't, you know, I'm not taking oh, yeah. this back or anything I've heard like that, this too. But like, it's, I mean, it could be a possibility that they would just go in there and start a war just to, you know, start stealing their oil and stuff like that because that's money. That's value. That's what we hold as value. I could be wrong, but you know how much money it takes to outfit one American soldier? Take a guess. Wild guess. 30K. The average? Less. The average? Average. No. One Wasn't it 15? A little more. 17. 17. Around. Is it Canadian? That's 30? No, American. It's roughly around. Much 30. It's roughly. Uh, you could be talking about special forces, but oh, yeah, I could forces. be wrong, but I believe that it's $17,000 to outfit one American soldier. Think about how many American soldiers they have. Think yeah. about all, like, all the extra. That's just the gear for one soldier. I don't know if you've seen what a U.S. Air Force pilot's helmet costs. Oh, those are yeah. That's like, I think if I'm correct, that was like three hundred thousand dollars. War makes per helmet because the well, the jet. Um, obviously, it's advanced technology. The G- jet has cameras all G-4 around G-4. it. When you have that helmet on, it's basically it makes the jet invisible, and you can see all three three hundred sixty degrees of yourself. Really? Yeah. yeah, you can look these up. Four hundred thousand. Okay, so I was off. The by helmet. 100. 
for what what is it air force pilot air force pilot yeah the helmet for an air force pilot costs four hundred thousand dollars war makes money yeah it makes a lot of money I, I heard a conspiracy where the u.s was in debt they were in the great depression during world war ii but after world war ii the u.s boomed and um i could be wrong what's the time difference between world war one and world war ii because I believe that so, World War One was happened happened in nineteen fourteen. I it's like thirty years. So twenty thirty years? Twenty years? I know there were no, some like that fought in both. No. Because I I heard in World War One, this is just a conspiracy, but I heard that in World War One, uh so many people died that they had to stop the war because the world population started to go lower. And they it they wanted to continue the war. And that, like, there's these these big, powerful people that wanted to continue this war for money, right? And uh, for global power, for money, for, I guess, yeah, power and money. Yeah. And uh, they had to stop the war because they were losing too many people. And they had to wait a certain period of time to actually continue the war. And if you actually do the calculations between the time World War One and World War Two, it's just enough time to create a whole new generation to continue fighting Wow. I don't know if this is factual or not. I saw this on a TikTok. But there was a soldier who, uh, in World War I, he was in a trench by himself. He was kind of just like, you know, guarding and kind of scouting and whatnot. And uh, he had his gun ready. And I guess one of his rules was that, like, if a soldier doesn't have a weapon, he's not going to kill him. Right? Yeah. And there was a soldier coming along or coming towards him through the fog and all that. And he looked through his scope to see who it was. And you know, it was a German soldier, but the, he had no weapon, so he let him go. And apparently, according to that guy, that was Hitler. So had he shot him, Hitler would not have been in charge in World War II. Everything is connected, dude. Like, oh, yeah. like you can say what you want, but everything happens for a reason. Like, oh, yeah. there's if you go down, if you would really do the mathematics behind why things happen, like just going through your day, why does this tiny little thing happen? If you do the calculations, I guarantee you the chances are like mind-boggling. Like nope. literally, the fact that you're even here is like, what are the chances that your parents got together and made you? And this goes back to like one in fourteen billion or million. It's plus all the little billion. sperm count. I think there's <laughs> over sperm count. <laughs> yeah, sperm count. But plus all the people that had to get together and like in order to produce an order. To so create your parents, parents yeah, grandparents, like, and you are special. You are yeah. here for a reason, and your life has an impact. But also, you can decide on what impact you want to have. You know, it would be a fun little experiment. Do one little thing, and just kind of follow that to see what happens. You know what I mean? Like at like where I used to work, uh, as a greenhouse. I did maintenance there, and like just. What I did was just kind of fix one little problem, you know, like you can just kind of see what happens. You fix a problem in a cart that's broken. Yeah. The worker takes a cart, you follow the cart, and then you see him packing and all that. You follow that, and then all of a sudden the tomatoes go into the packing line. Oh, now they're over there, and then the tomatoes are in the boxes and all that. The boxes are being shipped around the world. Like one little small impact can create a lot, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just fixed a cart for this guy to work on, and that just produced more food for the rest of the world, you know what I mean? Like maybe not a lot. But like he picked because yeah, but it, because his cart was fixed. It's something. Yeah, it is something. It is something because you're. I don't know. I guess um, 
people that are doing things that think that whatever they're doing is not necessarily that significant. If you really go deep, what you're doing is actually pretty significant, no matter how small it is. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty mind blowing. And personally, I never really thought about it till now. Yeah, it's kind of insane. It's like it's just it's like, like even we, this little pot. Well, sorry, I'm calling it, it is a little podcast because <laughs> it's a little <laughs> podcast right podcast. now. But there could be podcast. a stranger that's listening to it and that could change their life, right? Yeah. Or they yeah. could tell somebody else about it, and then who knows? Like before be, you know it, this could blow up overnight or something like that. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like things happen, you make one little decision, and that could just change the outcome of everything that's happening afterwards. Yeah, and, and the right person shares it, the right person sees it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're, if who you're, knows where it could be? If you really think about it, this podcast can maybe save a life. Maybe they'll think about wood. it. Maybe, maybe like, <laughs> not on wood. <laughs> what do you mean? Why would you not buy wood? Not want that to happen. <laughs> I know. It just felt like something I should say. We're not saving any lives in the void voice. No, knock on wood. That it does. podcast saved your life call 1-800 yeah this podcast saved your life i want to see that i want to hear about it i want to hear about it yeah I'll come on the podcast yeah, we'll tears. i don't want it to be i want it to be fake i want you to actually prove it to us yeah contact us like hit us up on our instagram <laughs> say, but if it changed your life in any way yeah yeah, yeah exactly anything in general or no. something that you enjoyed about it you know i feel like that would be interesting to like hear other people's aspect like like if we ever like in the couple episodes that we have had, I wonder if it has changed any changed anybody's perspective. Like I feel like it it, it has to have, right? Because like, like taken something that we've said and applied it to their own life some mm-hmm. in some way. At least yeah. thought about it. Like double like just kind of thought about something in a different way, you know? Cause we talked about it here how like one little difference <laughs> can change like something that is somewhat significant. And yeah. you know, somebody's life is very significant so i feel like it has to have had like has to have had happened yeah like i'm not sure who had the idea was it you who had the idea for the podcast yeah Yeah. like whoever whatever put that idea into your head just created this entire podcast like it could be just pretty sure it stemmed stemmed from me listening to one and thinking you know what this could really work like it could be something fun to do. I don't want. To, I don't need it to go anywhere specific. Yeah. I did not make it with intentions of it getting. Man, we thought we were gonna get five views on the first episode, and it already has <laughs> has over a hundred. So. Mm-hmm. So that's I, pretty cool. I don't know. I, I. To be honest, I was like starting to listen. Like I was listening to a lot of podcasts, and I was thinking, man, it would be cool to do my own podcast. I always thought of that. I love talking. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I, mean, I like talking, and. Uh, and I was thinking about it, and all of a sudden Schmidt came to me at a bonfire. And was just like, yo, I think it would be cool to start a podcast. And I was like, bro, we have to. Like, we got to start a podcast. And you never, was, you yeah. never even told me that you were thinking about it. No. And past, was, that's crazy. I was in the same boat. Like, after I started listening to podcasts, I'm like, you know, it'd be sick to be on one. And then all of a sudden Schmidt's like, Wanna we're starting a podcast. It just like, gives us an excuse to sit down and have an actual conversation. You know? Yeah. It's awesome. Which is great. And, you know. Um, I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan podcasts. Right. He has so many very influential people on. But sometimes and not. Sometimes, okay, they're relatively usually pretty famous people, lots scientists, of, lots of comedians. A lot of comedians, people that have quite a bit of influence compared to us regular people. Yeah. And I like, I like that we have just the boys on, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like just the guys on so that we can get 
the I guess you could say the average person's perspective, not that anybody's necessarily average. Because I think I have said that uh, there's a lot of these people that idolize all these uh, celebrities, mm-hmm. and the people around you are just like those celebrities. They're just people. So yeah. technically, the people around you are the celebrities that you know, and that's kind of who we're talking about. You know, even though we're mm-hmm. quote unquote average, we are very significant to each other because we're the people that we know yeah everybody has an amount of fame it's just different amounts yeah some yeah, large like you some have small. fame in somebody else's life right yeah you have fame in someone's life you got really. fame in someone's life yeah you, i mean you don't have to call it fame if you don't want to call Positive it you can just call negative. it influence right yeah but you have a part in everybody's life that's around you and i think that it's uh good to be reminded every now and then that you do have that influence i agree and uh <laughs> Even if you think it's not small, you do. Because think about this. If there's one person, let's say they're a very shy person. They don't necessarily talk to a lot of people. Um, but the small amount of people that they do talk to, uh, it goes out. Yeah. Right? So, like, you talk to somebody that necessar- that doesn't necessarily talk to really anybody. But they're talking to you. And let's say you talk to quite a few people. Mm-hmm. It's all connected. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You get influence from everybody. Yeah, dude. I met my wife in my drama class. You know how I took my drama class? I was an idiot and thought dramatic arts meant like super realistic drawing because I wanted to do art, not drama. And I was a very shy kid. I did not like acting or any sort of like being public speaking or anything like that. And I took drama class and then I show up into the classroom and I was like, this does not look like an art room. And then I was like, you know what? I'll just try it a little bit. And then actually, that's where I met my wife. Now I'm married to her. That's crazy. That was just like, that was not the class that I wanted to take, but it's the class I ended up taking. And now I'm here. Crazy. How I met my girlfriend or well, okay. We were in the same class, but, uh, I didn't want to date anybody. She didn't want to date anybody. We just both got out of relationships that really messed us up. Yeah. And I was just hanging out to be friends and, you know, it just, it happened. It just like, I didn't want it to happen, but it did happen. And I'm glad it happened. I mean, that's I was the exact same way. It's it's like it's strange how things just happen. Well, what happened with me is that I would always try to go after girls, you know, just yeah. mm-hmm. you know how it is when you're Typical a dude, fourteen, a teenager. <laughs> Anyways, I would always try to go after girls and go after girls and everything like that. And then one day I just got tired of it, and I was just praying, and I was like, you know what, God, I'm tired of chasing after girls because I just come back from a date with another girl, and it was like. Eh. <laughs> and then uh, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of chasing after girls and I'm not going to do it anymore. If you have somebody for me, you can send them my way, but I'm not going to go looking for anybody. And a week after, that's when I started dating my wife. It's crazy. I like, I, w- I wasn't, my, our plans were never to date. Apparently, she liked me and I didn't realize that. But, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> when I met her in my drama class, I was like, oh, that seems like a fun person. And I hang out with girls quite often, so I didn't think anything different of it. I was just hanging out with her all the time. And then I was still like going after other girls and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden I was just tired of it. And I prayed about it and I was like, you know what? I'm not looking for other girls anymore. I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. And if you want to send somebody my mm-hmm. way, you can feel free to do that. And then a week after she, sorry, she invited me out to go watch her baseball game. And I was like, oh, sweet. And then after that, we kind of got talking a little bit. I talked to her dad a little bit. And then we went to Seacliff Park and just, I guess... 
Well, yeah. that's where we became boyfriend girlfriend. It's where the magic happened, people. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right on the hill, under the stars. Mm. <laughs> the stars align, the sun and the moon. <laughs> Our zodiac signs matched. <laughs> oh, man, what are the chances? <laughs> man, yeah, I think uh, uh, probably going to head toward the close now. Yeah, I think so we're going to wrap really, it up. Really, really good chat, boys. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty dope. So, we haven't talked about it yet, but. Our buddy Mike, I'm going to say his name, uh, he actually designed us for a surprise. Shout out to Mike. Shout out to Mike. <laughs> Shout out to Mike. Uh, he made us shirts with the, uh, with the logo on it. It actually looks sick. Joey's wearing it right now. So I'll post one on the Instagram today, and then you'll see it when I post the actual podcast. There's one going in the giving. Uh, there's, one, <laughs> there's one go. Yeah, the giveaway. There's one going in the giveaway. There's going to be the prize. And the giveaway once we reach a hundred followers on our Instagram page, we're which, almost there. We're, we're like thirty away. What's so. the Instagram page again? Uh, it's no caps. It's the Doy Boys and there's the Doy Boys last letters a Z, not an S. The Doy Boys <laughs> at the Doy Boys with the Z. Just follow it. And you, you'll like it. We're at sixty-eight followers. We need, we need one more. I mean, one more. Thirty-two. <laughs> Thirty-two more. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends, share it with other people, let them know about our giveaway, and, uh, you know, it makes us happy, and, you know, it allows us to continue doing this, and, you know, it makes us happy, it makes you happy, it makes everyone happy, you know what I mean? Happy all around. Yeah, real, it's a cycle. (laughs) It's just a cycle, like we've uh, talked about. Yeah. Okay, I think that's... Shout out to Jason for joining us. Shout out to Jason and Justin. Jason, Justin, and Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. Jason, Justin, Joey, Johnny, Dan, Schmidt, Schmidt, Schmort, Schmort, whatever you want to call it. Okay, that's it. Thanks for inviting me. All right, deuces.